Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to this exclusive edition of the On the Pony Express podcast. I am Billy Embody. We are happy to be joined by star SMU wide receiver Rasheed Rice, entering a huge year for him, the 2022 season. He's looking to build off an all-AAC performance in 2021. Rasheed, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. How you doing? Doing pretty well. Doing pretty well. Trying to stay cool as best we can in this Texas heat. But, hey, you know what? Can't complain. We had a pretty uh, mild spring, I would say, for the most part. So, doing well. You've been out in that heat, putting in a lot of work. What's your offseason like, especially one where you're preparing for such a huge season for yourself? Um, basically, uh, my offseason is, is kind of – it's not hectic, but it's definitely a lot. I've been working a lot harder. Uh, I've got a lot more motivation behind this season. Uh, obviously, people are, people are looking to expect big things out of not only myself, but our team. And I'm a big, I feel like I'm a big part of the team. And uh, as far as you, me wanting to, for the team to be as best as we can be, I've got to figure out a way to lead as much as I can. And uh, yeah, we've been doing that every morning. Even even it's been ninety degrees and at eight o'clock in the morning, seven o'clock in the morning. So, I mean, I don't. We've been having a championship culture, and we're just trying to really get things going. What what's that? What are the morning workouts like with Coach Grizz? Uh, what what have they been focusing on with you guys? I, I talked to Jalen Thomas earlier. He he said, you know, college workouts at my age are college workouts, but. Is there anything in particular you you picked up from from Coach Grizz? Uh, nothing in particular. I just, I mean, we've been squatting, you know, heavyweight. We've been cleaning heavyweight. It's been translating to the field as far as uh, running routes and things like that. So as far as uh, that weight room, the best thing to do is for it to translate to the field. So I feel like Coach Grizz has been doing a great job with that. And as well as getting us conditioned uh, with our – fast, simple offense that we're going to be running this year with Coach Lashley. Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to get to it a little bit later, but you bring it up now. Coach Lashley, Coach Woods, that whole crew installing this up-tempo offense. You played in it when it was at its best with Shane Bouchelle. What excites you about this offense overall that he's bringing back to SMU? Uh, the thing that excites me most about this offense is the fact that uh, we – we got a lot more pieces to the puzzle right now, but we also have a lot more pieces that maybe I was too young to see, but I haven't seen a team with th- this this many pieces. So I really feel like this is a, a real championship team. As far as what Coach Lashley did with the with the squad that we had my freshman year, I think we can outdo that easily with the people we have right now. And you, you know, played in some big games during that season. You know, at Memphis, down the stretch, you had 25 receptions for, for 403 yards and a touchdown, played in 10 games. What was that like being thrown into the fire as a freshman? Um, to be honest, I, I love I love to be thrown in the fire as a freshman. It was like probably was the best thing that could have happened to me as far as being able to learn from James and Reggie and older guys like that and Danny. Uh, it was just like, I was used to playing in high school, so it wasn't too normal for me to sit on the sideline as a freshman. So I just got back to my natural habitat playing ball. 
let's go back to high school. Let's go back to your youth days. How'd you get into football? What what was the you know first first time you remember playing? Was it early, early, early? I mean, Jalen Thomas was saying he didn't play really until later on. What, right. what did you do? So uh, I started football early. Um, I basically, when I was growing up in Philadelphia, I started. My, my dad put me in football because. I used to jump off my bike with, you know, the helmet and pad gear on. And I also used to race my shadow. So my family plays basketball, but I used to, I used to like to run. And, I mean, the first sport you think about for a boy that likes to run fast is football. You don't really think about track. So that's really how that happened. And I didn't start playing wide receiver until my eighth grade year, middle school, uh, in my high school when my middle school coach, Coach Nixon. And then you took off from there. You end up being highly recruited, had power five offers. You opted to stay home and, and play for SMU. I filmed your commitment video a long, long time ago. What what went into that decision? You know, as you look back and, you know, what? not that it doesn't seem like you have regrets, but anything you would have done differently as a recruit or any advice you'd give to the guys out there now? Um. Yeah, honestly, the one thing I would have done different was um, take – my, all my official visits just because it would have been able – it would have been a lot easier for me to compare all those other schools to SMU. But I think everything happened for a reason, and that one official visit that I took was just – it just hit home, and I don't think I need any more. Some people might be like that. Some people might not. But I definitely think it's best to see what other schools have to offer and then compare it – just compare it like your top schools. And now you're you're going into your fourth season at SMU. You've you've started a ton of games already. You've played at a position that has been, you know, probably the highest profile on the team. I know you know they've had Shane Bouchel, Tanner Mordecai has been good, but wide receiver. This school right now is turning them out. How close are all of you guys that have come through this program as of late? And and you know how often do you keep up with guys like James and Reggie and Danny and? You obviously got guys on campus now that are probably up next too. Right. Surprisingly, uh, like I talked to those guys, probably like, I mean, there's so many different guys. So we all stay in touch, even if it's like me talking to James, maybe like two times a month, but within those two times, it's a good talk. And then I'm probably having a conversation with Danny and then I'm having a conversation with Reggie. So it's a lot of, it's a lot of relationships you got to keep close. And, you know, with football players being so busy and mini camp and things like that, rookie camp, it's just a lot harder to do. But we all know we're family. What have you picked up from them in particular over the last however many years that, that has really stood out to you and, and maybe helped you become the receiver that you are, Bolitnikoff Award watch list guy the last two preseasons? What, what has helped you? Uh, what have they given you as far as help? Um, mostly... I feel like as far as learning, I learned from I learned a lot from James, uh, you know, competing and working hard because James, he was not he wasn't the tall guy or the fast guy. So he figured out a way to make that work and got to where he wanted to be. Danny, he had a, a long route to where he wanted to be as far as, you know, going Juco and things like that. And he never gave up on football. And then. Uh, obviously, Reggie, you know, having about, having two injuries, that kind of set him back, you know, in his college career. But 
basically from all three of those guys, you know, those my guys, they, I mean, they, they just keep pushing. So that's, that's what I get most out of them. Just to never stop doing what I'm doing. Keep pushing through. So let's fast forward back to the present. Rhett Lashley gets, gets hired. You played early under him in 2019. What was that first conversation? What was the reunion like? And I'm sure there was a little bit of trepidation here or there. You you guys had just had Sonny Dykes. But what was your mindset like when all of that went down and, and Rhett Lashley gets hired? Um, I didn't – my mindset as far as that situation, uh, I didn't really – I didn't really, if it makes sense, I didn't have a a decision or anything that I was thinking about. I was just really trying to let everything settle because Coach Lashley told us, you know, the world's going to get bumpy. Everything going to smooth out, though, and everything smoothed out. So I was just being patient and letting things, you know, fall into play. And and now you're working with Coach Likens. He's developed some receivers. What What's the – the dynamic like with you guys and and in terms of how he's coached you and what he's brought out of you since he's arrived on campus man he he's brought a lot out of me he's uh he full he's full of energy and he's honestly like he's honestly the best coach wide receiver coach I've had I've learned so much from him just in some of short uh short time as far as you know he's coached Brandon Ayuk and things and people like that but I mean, he just coached me hard every day, and he teaches me, like, that I can't – I got to lead by example, basically, and not just, you know, you got to bring your team with you. So I'm working on that every day in the wide receiver room. And, and where do they have you kind of slotted to play? I mean, are you in the slot? You're back outside? Uh, it seemed like when, when Rhett got, got hired back, they wanted to kind of use you like James, you know, just kind of put you where you can make plays and whatever that looks like that would be the case yeah Yeah, I'm actually I'm gonna start I'm starting at outside um but we have a a lot of formations where we can I'll end up at the slot and things like that you know wherever we got (laughs) where you want the ball to go I mean I'm fine to go there sorry outside it don't really matter uh as far as your room overall you're a leader in there now but who are the other guys that have really stepped up as of late um, it just seems like right now there's a lot of, I would say, competition. You know, you have guys like Jordan Curley who's been around. He was hurt this spring. Bo Corrales enters. Dylan Goffney's young and promising. What's the whole room like? And and then you add guys like Jake Bailey in and Roger Daniels and Jalene Record. I mean, what that room just seems like you guys could throw out probably eight different guys at, at one point in the game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're definitely <laughs> – we actually said – because like I said this today, we're going to be doing a lot of hockey subbing. So – we got a lot of guys. We got depth. Uh, like guys that stepped up. Austin Upshaw, he's definitely going to be a big part of the team this year in the wide receiver room. We got Bo Corrales. Uh, we got Teddy Knox, transfer, junior, or Roderick Daniels. That's junior to me. Uh, he he stepped up a lot. I've been – actually just started working with his uh, wide receiver trainer, D-Rob. So, I mean, I've been seeing junior transform – and he's going to be a, a big, big part of the offense next year, this year. And then you have two quarterbacks who are, are duking it out. Tanner obviously set records last year. Preston pushed him in fall camp, pushed, uh, you know, to, to make a name for himself as a true freshman, but ends up redshirting. 
what have you seen from those two guys since they've, you know, now really entered the the competition phase with a new coaching staff? Um, I've seen both of those guys step up. Um, I think it's going to be, I think the decision won't be made on that until game one. Honestly, it's they both stepped up a lot, and it's not really. I mean, it's not really. It's going to be a, a great competition. It wouldn't be. It wouldn't be a bad thing to have two quarterbacks be able to, you know, step in and play whenever. Um, the last, you know, couple of years, it's been hard for you guys to get over that hump. What has to change for you guys to, you know, be in that AAC title game and and accomplish the goals that year in year out? It's now kind of expected. For, for you guys to be there and right in the mix? Um, I mean, I, every day we got, a, we got a championship standard. We don't really have a ceiling. We're working on building our foundation right now. And our our main focus as far as every day, we, we focus on finishing, no matter how hard the rep is or anything like that. And I think that's going to translate to us finishing the season, finishing games and things like that. So we're trying to start it now. Let's move off the field a little bit, or let me let me throw you one more. What would a what would a championship mean to to close out your your final year, or what you know everybody probably expects to be your final year at SMU? What would that mean to you, and and how do you guys get there? Um, it would mean it would mean the world to me if I won a championship. I mean, when we win the championship, I mean I'm gonna be I'll probably be speechless when it happened, but. I'm expected. I mean, I'm not, I'm not really, I don't think anybody on our team is expecting anything less. And that's just probably why we have that mindset and have that motivation to do it because we can actually see it. We can, we work hard every day to make that happen. And now we move a little bit off the field. I mean, what do you like to do in, in your off time while you're not, you know, working out, doing school, football, what, what's kind of your, your go-to? I know you've got, your, your son there with us, I, I believe, as well, right? Yes. So, <laughs> I mean, when I'm not with my son, uh, I mean, I'm just, you know, relaxing. Sometimes I go to the pool. I mean, I really like to hang out with my teammates. As You know, it's like uh, when I was younger, I didn't really notice how, like, how valuable my relationships were with James, Reggie, and Danny and things like people like that. Uh, just because I was – I mean, not necessarily young-minded, but you just don't really realize until it's gone. So I've been really trying to hang out with my younger teammates and just a lot of my teammates because I know I know the feeling when, you know, someone that you look up to or like to work with or, you know, you just like when, they're, when they uh, go to the next chapter, basically. So I'm trying to value that time. What's, what's uh, being a dad like? How, how much does that motivate you to – you know, elevate your game even more. Uh, could you repeat that? What's being a dad like for you? What, how much does it help you kind of give you a little bit extra motivation? I know your hard work already, but I mean, it, it's got to be pretty special. And, and obviously you've got a big year and you could, you know, really help yourself and in that, in that way, help your son too. Right. Um, I mean, it's motivated me a lot. I didn't, it, it gave me, a lot of motivation that I didn't know that I necessarily needed or maybe I mean maybe I would have got stronger and things like that but I just feel like uh it fell into play and then it's kind of 
it just made me work harder on the field. When I'm squatting, <laughs> when I'm squatting a heavyweight or benching a heavyweight, uh, I just have a quick thought of my son, and it's, it's an easy rep. It's not when I'm one-on-one with a DB, I just quick thought of my son, and it's an easy rep. He got to get out of my way. Well, it'll be a special season with, with him by your side and, and for this entire team. You know, you guys have high expectations. We appreciate you taking a little bit of time out to, to talk with us about those and obviously what you're doing this summer with Coach Grizz and all of that. So, Rasheed, thanks as always for, for the time. I mean, we really, really appreciate it. Of course, I appreciate you. That was Rasheed Rice, everyone. We appreciate you guys as well tuning in to catch that. Stay with us. We will have another episode for you guys next week as we continue our SMU player interview series this summer. We will catch you next time on the On the Pony Express podcast. Thanks for listening. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.